Time for what's probably going to be the most controversial show I've ever done. Top 10 shortstop prospects in minor league baseball. Let's get after it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated, and thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Sports Card Investor. Uh, welcome to the world of trading cards reimagined. So stay tuned later in the show for information on this awesome new tool for collectors. You're going to want to check out the Sports Card Investor app. But, okay, so quick reminder. Uh, it's prospects in minor league baseball. So Jeremy Pena, no longer eligible on this list. Uh, he has played more than, I think he's had more than 130 at-bats in major league baseball, no longer considered a prospect uh, for the purposes of this list. But guys that just missed, I'm going to give you a top 10, but guys that just missed here, I've got Jose Barrero of the Reds, Lever Paguero of the Pirates, Royce Lewis of the Twins, Relvis Martinez of the Blue Jays, guys that just missed. Starting with number 10, I've talked about him so much. He looked fantastic in his season debut on, uh, on Monday night, shortstop O'Neill Cruz of the Pirates. Um, it's our large adult son, 6'7", 210. He's been the number one prospect in the system now for about a year, year and a half. He's been a top five prospect for about three years. And we've been talking and talking and talking about how long it would take for them to call him up. This absolutely massive bat. Uh, we already saw he played three games last year, and he already had the uh, the highest exit velo on a base hit in Pirates history. Uh, he played one game on Monday night, and he had the strong, like the hardest throw by an infielder in the uh, all season. He had one of the hardest hit balls by a Pirate all season. I mean, tons of power. The reason I have him at ten, and pretty much. Understand this is the format of today's show. So many of these guys are really good that uh, I'm going to be kind of touching on the reasons that I have them rated where they are over someone else. Is for O'Neill Cruz is number one, he doesn't walk a ton. Uh, it's something where, I mean, I understand he can do, he, he can give you 30 home run power and that is an absolutely valuable tool. Uh, it's something where in 2021, he walked about 7% of the time at AA. And I think that given the long levers and how much he's doing in his swing, as well as the approach he has, he's very eager to hit. He's very aggressive to hit. You can exploit that. You can get swing and miss. You can get him to strike out. Um, so this year in... This year in AAA, trying to pull it up, 55 games, 56 strikeouts. Um, walked more, 30 walks this year, so he's getting a little better at that. But it's still something where, very aggressive. And then the other thing is defensive questions. There are people who think that he's going to have to move because Lever Paguero is going to come up and going to play short. There are people who think he's going to need to move because it's incredibly difficult for somebody who's six foot seven to play defense uh, in the infield. Um, he had, I think he had 16 errors 
Uh, it's something where, I mean, the arm is absolutely plus, if not plus plus. But there's questions about his range. And then with the errors, I think that kind of comes down to his throwing mechanics and, and, and rushing that. So there's questions about will he need to move to the outfield. I'm not saying he can't stay at short. I, I think he probably could stay at short. I think he would be... Um, he has one of the most dynamic skill sets in all of baseball. I think that defensively, he's always going to be average to above average at short versus being plus simply because of the difficulties involved with playing defense at, at short at six foot seven. So I've got him at 10. Uh, I know I've talked a lot about him to have him at 10. Uh, I still think he's a really, really good shortstop, but I have him at 10 as of now. Number nine, Gunnar Henderson of the Orioles. Second round pick in 2019, currently batting um, 12 game sample in AAA, but batting 341, 525, so OPS of 1,006. OPS at AA this year was 1,025, so kind of right in the same boat. And I believe that he is, I think Gunnar Henderson is the lowest rated organizational prospect I have in my top 10. He's like the fourth prospect in the system. Because there's, I mean, there's some other guys in front of him. Um, but guy who I actually was able to cover a little bit in high school, he was going to come to Auburn, um, got drafted, and paid about $2.5 million to skip that. Uh, but, uh, very much feels like he's a, an offensive first shortstop. I think his defense is going to peak. He's got a plus arm. He's got above average speed. And he's pretty aggressive on the base pass. I think his defense is going to peak at above average. I don't necessarily think he's going to get to plus defense, just kind of based on what we've seen. He's going to be an offensive um, first, a bat first shortstop. And when you look at that, I think that the ceiling when it comes to contact, I think he's better power than it is with the hit tool. And I think his ceiling with the hit tool is probably a 50 grade. Um, you know, he, 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 he struck out as he climbed the minors. He struck out more. I will say his swing decisions got better. His contact rate got better. And it's something where his hands are really quick so he can get the, the bat into the zone quickly, get the barrel into the zone quickly. Uh, I think he'll, he'll pick up more power as he grows a bit. But I just kind of see him capping out at like a 50 grade on contact. And so it's hard for me to move him into the top five uh, when he has that kind of, def not deficiency, but that kind of ceiling to his game there. So number nine, Gunnar Henderson of the Orioles. Number eight. Um, Surprising jump. The player who jumped the most in this list from last season to this season, Ezekiel Tovar, shortstop for the Rockies. So top IFA in 2017, uh, completely broke out last year. Made a ton of uh, dropped switch hitting. Made a ton of ton of strength games during the pandemic. And last year went from low A to high A, 287, had 30 doubles, 15 home runs, 72 RBIs, and 24 stolen bases. So he's always been a guy that offensively was a contact hitter first, uh, but had like a really good gap-to-gap, uh, -gap, line-drive approach. Um, really good bat-to-bat, -bat, like bat-to-ball skills. Uh, you know, for for his age, very good situational hitting, like understanding of what to do there. Uh, 
uh, very good back control. And the question was always power. Like, six foot 162, like, how could he grow into his power, add more muscle to the frame? A lot of what he did was driving the ball for doubles. Uh, well, this year, he's played 59 games with the Hartford Yard Goats. 319, 388, 561, 13 home runs, um, 12 doubles. So he's already passed his season high four home runs. He hit um, 11 home runs in 72 games in low A last year. Uh, he 59 games in, he's already hit 13. And it's something where, if I remember correctly, uh, Hartford isn't the easiest ballpark to hit home runs in, so it's not like he's playing in a you know he's playing in a little tiny tiny park. He's not playing in uh, you know the polo grounds, but he's not playing in a tiny tiny park. So picking up the 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 defense, I'm sorry, picking up the the power has made me feel good. And then defensively, he's absolutely uh, just a stud defensively. Very smooth operator. He's got good hands. He's got good footwork. A good clock. I like the fact that he never feels like he's rushed to make the play. He understands with his plus arm strength. He has that kind of prenatural. Uh, sense of defense I've talked about before where he knows exactly how quickly he needs to get rid of the ball to beat you by a half step. It's that thing I've talked about not many defensive players can do. The really good ones and the highlight for me was watching Andrelton Simmons in Atlanta. He had this ability. Was He knew no matter how fast of a runner you were, he could beat you by a half step with the, with the ball. And that's where I see Ezekiel Tovar. So. I've got him at number eight, and then number seven on my list, another guy who's climbed quite a bit, a short king, shortstop Khalil Watson for the Marlins, 5'9", 178. He was a 2021 first rounder out of high school, Um, and so it's rather early to have him here, and I think part of that is just one of those, he's so young, we don't necessarily have anything bad about him. Uh, 50 games in, he's batting 236, 275, 394. So I have him here despite his 2022 production. Uh, something where ended up signing at 16th overall, went to the FCL, uh, had a hamstring strain, made it back to Instructs in the fall. And then this is just something where he's got gobs and gobs and gobs of, of bat speed and, and, and power. I mean, he can. His lower half, he can just whip the ball through the zone, um, get it out to all fields. And for being such a youngster, he's been really good at strike zone discipline, understanding pitches, picking up what's a ball, what's a strike out of the hand, uh, things like that. Does have a little bit of work to do when it comes to, okay, so the reasons why I have him at seven and not higher. Uh, one, the physical stature. Being 5'9", uh, I do think he he needs to build a little bit more in his body for the durability to make it through a season. Um, I do think that defensively, he's got some 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 issues with fundamentals, some issues with footwork. Uh, it's something where it feels like he kind of isn't focused on defense sometimes. So like he can make highlight real plays, but then he'll botch a routine play. Um, He's got plenty of speed, and I think if he ended up moving, I mean, he's a guy that he could move to center field. He can 
move to second or th- even third. But, I mean, he's got the speed and athleticism. I think his stuff is mental for the most part. He needs to work on the fundamentals. He needs to work on staying focused on defense. And I have him over Ezekiel Tovar right now based off of, I think, Watson's power projects out higher than Tovar's. Um, I really struggled with these two. Who belongs at eight? Who belongs at seven? I'd probably In a month or two months, I'll probably end up switching these two if, if they keep playing the way they've been playing. Uh, but that's where we are as of right now. Just a minute, I want to get to six through three. But first, I want to tell you about our friends at Sports Card Investor. This app is super cool. Okay, so it's the world of sports cards reimagined. It is, if you are into collecting sports cards. This is your most powerful resource. You can check the value of your favorite cards. You can find great deals. You can profit from the hobby you love. And the cool thing is this app is available completely free in the Google Play and the Apple App Store. So if you're a baseball fan, you absolutely have to have this. What I've been doing as I was going through here, I was kind of checking some of my rankings because as we get a little later on, I've got some really kind of almost controversial rankings where Guys you think would be higher are not. And so it's interesting. I went and pulled up some of these players in Sports Card Investor. And the market for these cards has kind of helped inform some of the value where people see these players and see the, like, the, val- the future value of the card. So like Khalil Watson is back 7 through 10. I looked... His value, the value of some of his cards has gone down recently. There's a guy at number four. I'll get to him in just a few minutes. He's another guy I was really torn on. I think that's the one going to be kind of controversial to have him at four and not higher. I looked him up as well, and you can see where the value of the cards went down over the last seven days, over the last 30, over the last 90. And so it kind of gave me a, a sense of, okay, maybe my analysis isn't necessarily wrong about this guy because the market also feels the same way about him and where he should be. So, uh, super useful tool if you collect, if you just want to check out your favorite players and see how they're valued by the market. Download the Sports Card Investor app today. It's available for free in the Google Play or Apple App Stores or go to sportscardinvestor.com backslash locked on to check it out. All right, as we get started in 6 through 3, real quick note, something that I wanted to make sure. If you're a fan of the NBA, the entire Locked On NBA uh, channel network is going live on NBA Draft Night. So if you have a favorite NBA team, make sure you subscribe to their Locked On YouTube channel so you get notified when they go live on Draft Night. All right, 6 through 3. Um, couple, and like I said, this is where some of the controversy is in this one. So... Number six, and I struggled with these two guys to figure out the order they should be in as well. Uh, Number six, I've got Jordan Lawler with the Diamondbacks. Okay, so sixth overall pick in 2021. He's in low A right now, 33 games in, 352, 421, 600. So offensively, he's playing great. Seven home runs, 21 RBIs, four doubles, three triples, flashing the speed. Uh, The reason I have him at six and not higher is, uh, one, while he's got plus raw power and it's starting to show up in games, you see his slugging percentage of 600, 
Um, I think part of that's helped by his speed. He's got plus speed, so he's able to stretch a single into a double and a double into a triple. That helps the slugging number a bit. Uh, I do have some swing and miss concerns about him. Uh, He's pretty good at controlling the strike zone. He's pretty good at battling through an at-bat. But I do think he swings and misses a bit too much. 33 games, he's got 38 strikeouts right now. Uh, It's something I think he can correct. And as he corrects it, he's going to climb this list. Uh, There's also a little bit of injury questions. He had a torn labrum. uh, You know, only appeared in two games last year. And so I just want to see him stay healthy. I'm not saying I'm concerned about him getting hurt some more, but it's a, we don't have as much of a track record because he got hurt. So Lawler's a guy I think can absolutely climb this list rather quickly, and he may be in the top three by the end of the year. Uh, Everything he's done this year has looked great. Uh, Cut down swing and miss a little bit, and we will be golden. Right in front of him, I have shortstop Marcelo Meyer of the Red Sox. Um, another first round pick, fourth overall. And this is something where with him, I've got the questions are different. The power, uh, I, I wonder about one, the power. And it's something where, I mean, right now, uh, what is it? 32 games in low A, he's got four home runs. He's batting 275, 362, 481. So the power hasn't necessarily manifested yet. Um, and then, He swings and misses a bit, which I don't necessarily love. Uh, But it's to be expected from a younger player. It's not egregious, uh, but he still has 42 strikeouts in 32 32 games. You know, not horrible. But I wonder, he never really lifted weights in high school. So I wonder about as he does that and picks up power, what is it going to do to his speed? He's already not the fastest player. He's got below average speed right now. And I think he can stay, if his speed stays the same, he can do the work enough to stick it short. But he's a guy who I see is probably having to end up moving to third base. Now, the thing I like about him is if he moves to third base, I think he's going to be a plus defender. I think he is going to be... um, I mean, possibly elite at third base when it comes to defense. But my questions are just, what does the speed do as he gains power? I really struggled with Lawler and Meyer. Another thing where I'm kind of second-guessing it and thinking Lawler should have been five and Meyer should have been six. But right now, that's where I have him. Here's the controversial one. I am acknowledging up front, this will be very controversial, and I will probably get lots of hate mail on this. Number four... Shortstop Anthony Volpe, the Yankees. Acknowledging up front, this is going to be very controversial. Uh, We've now seen between high A last year, um, which was fine, and then double A this year. He made that jump. That's the biggest jump for everybody. We always talk about it. But double A this year, 57 games, 231, 323, 407. Seven home runs. 26 walks, 56 strikeouts in 57 games. And we talked about it a couple weeks ago. He really struggles to hit a slider right now. And so he struggled a bit here offensively, um, which is odd because he he had, like last year, he had such high quality at-bats, some of the highest quality at-bats in the entire organization. So I don't quite know. um, We talked about him struggling with the slider. I don't know if he just hasn't made that adjustment yet or necessarily what it is, 
But there's that, and then there's the questions about his position. So he's a guy that we look at possibly having to move positions because his range is already average, and his arm is just about average. He's got good accuracy. He's got um, a good internal clock. Um, He's got a great work ethic, things like that. But it's just his arm strength is at the point where I question whether or not um, he's going to be able to stick at short. So that's why I have him at four versus higher. Uh, where a lot, a lot, There's a lot of predictions he's going to be the number one shortstop prospect next year. I have him a little bit lower simply because he may not stick at short. And then the, the, the questions we have about um, his offensive struggles this year with um, high spin, extreme changes of speed, and premium velo. Number three, right in front of him, Marshall Luciano for the Giants. Another guy that position questions, position change questions here as well, but batting 288, 365, in high A right now, um, 40 games, eight home runs, 38 strikeouts, 15 walks. And he's a guy that starts a little slow. Um, it, speed is below average as well. So him and Volpe in that same position. And so there's a conversation about him having a possible position change as well. Now, if he does that, I think he's going to move to third base and he has the arm strength to make it work. Um, you know, he needs to work a little bit on some of the fundamentals if he moves to third, but he has the physical tool, the arm strength to play third base. Um, I also think he's going to grow into his power a little bit better than Volpe will. I mean, 2021, and granted, 2021, uh, he was in A ball. So um, he was in low A and high A, about 70 games in low A and 36 games in high A, but average exit velo of 90.1, max exit velo of 115. I think he's got the power. He absolutely has uh, what he needs to develop the power. And I think if he moves to third base, he'll be an all-star contender. And the power probably profiles there better anyway. And he did all of this at high age as a 19-year-old last year. So uh, I feel better about him moving to third than I do about Volpe moving to second. Um, so I've got that. Just a minute. I want to get to the final two. If you're big on prospects, you probably know who's left. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team, helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your connections and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. You get simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience. So you can prioritize who you want to interview and hire. And that's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonmlb. That's linkedin.com slash lockedonmlb to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Okay, so if you are up to date on prospects, you're probably, you probably know the two guys I have left here. Number two for me, shortstop Noel V. Marte of the Mariners. He's at high A right now. Um, spent last year between low A and high A. 
batted 274 combined, um, 17 home runs. But right now, 55 games in it, high A, 234, 329, 365. So the numbers don't look amazing this year. Um, I will acknowledge that. Uh, he has he has grown. The power has grown. Um, we need to start seeing it into games. He's only got six home runs right now. That's why it's looking so low. I need, we, so we need to see that grow. I'll acknowledge that. And these two guys, the stats don't necessarily explain why I have them at one and two like everybody else does. Acknowledge that up front. I got that. Um, I think his power is potentially plus plus. Uh, swing is very smooth, very easy. He just crushes bombs. Um, it's a very mechanically sound swing. And I think that as he grows, it's going gonna, it's gonna to settle into an above average contact ability with plus power, with plus to plus plus power. Um, I think his questions here are he needs to clean up his defense a bit. He moves well. He's a good athlete. He's got that twitchy reactions. Uh, he's got a good first step. He's got soft hands and all of that. Above average arm strength. I think he just gets a little too relaxed with his footwork. And the, he has throwing errors. He doesn't always keep his slot consistent and things like that. If he cleans up the defense, I see him as a power-hitting all-star shortstop. If he ends up having to move to third base, he's still going to be a number four, number five hitter who is going to absolutely impress and be one of probably the top five or six third basemen in baseball. So, Noel V. Marte, number two. And I think because of that, you probably know who number one is. He just got called back up to San Diego. C.J. Abrams. And I know before you, before you yell at your phone or your computer screen right now, he ha- played 21 games in the big leagues earlier this year and batted 172. I know that. I acknowledge that. When he got called up, we discussed he had a grand total of 42 games in the high minors. They were all in double A in 2021 after missing a 2020 season. So probably wasn't ready to start off the season in San Diego. Went down to El Paso, 30 games there, 314, 364, 507, seven home runs, only 25 strikeouts and eight walks. So the thing with C.J. Abrams, I know... Again, that stint early in the year was questionable. But I see him as a guy that, one, is the fastest shortstop in baseball. I mean, absolutely 80 speed. And if he can stay healthy, I think he's got elite speed. I think he's got plus to possibly double plus defense. I think that he's going to develop 20 home run power. I think that because of that speed, he's going, to, he's, he's going to be able to, with some film study and some review and some technique help, going to be probably a plus to elite base stealer. And he's another guy, when you watch him defensively, it really feels like he makes the routine plays. He also makes the incredibly close plays. He has that same kind of internal clock, that very quick internal clock that can figure out just, you know, I keep, I keep going back to Angleton Simmons because he's one of the best defenders at shortstop I've ever seen. 
but and I'm not saying he's Angleton Simmons, but I'm saying he has that same sense of he looks like everything's effortless. He can get the ball there as soon as he needs to, no matter what. Now, obviously, because of Fernando Tatis, at some point in time, one of these two guys is going to need to move. Uh, C.J. Abrams is probably the guy that they'll move because Tatis is already established at short. If if they were to come up at the same time, I think Abrams sticks at short and Tatis moves somewhere else. But uh, Abrams has the physical talents to move to second, to move to center field, to do any of that. But I think he's a better shortstop than Fernando Tatis. Um, makes the routine plays, makes the highlight reel plays, and makes them look easy. And so I'm very excited to see, now that he's been called back up, what he looks like uh, and how this works, this new stint in San Diego. Um, glad we finally got this show in the books. Uh, we've been talking about this for a while. Finally got it in. Reminder, on Monday, we do mailbags. If you have questions, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm. Or you can email us, LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com. Until we talk again, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects.